Recording's in progress. Recording! He pushed Welcome. a button. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of I Can Do This All Day. I'm Dan, the part-time Avenger. With me is Mark, the resident Jedi. Hello there. Uh, today we're here with all kinds of Christmas cheer uh, because the day is close, approaching, possibly upon us. Not quite sure, but uh, it behooves us in the feeling of the season to drop our top five Christmas movie lists. So all of you have things to do when you're snowed in, but your internet still works and you can go streaming for the season. It's December. Let's get the holiday season kicking off, right? We're going to be going over our top five. Like Mark said, we will also go over some overrated and underappreciated movies and uh, yeah, we're going to have fun on this episode. We're getting a little festive. We've got the colors. We got the snow. And we're going to kick things off. Mark, why don't you kick us off with your number five Christmas movie? So I want to preface this choice and this list by saying I don't give a shit what anybody thinks is the best list of Christmas movies. I decided to only choose the Christmas movies that if I don't get a shot at them, it's not really Christmas. So on my list is no uh, Miracle on 34th Street or traditional Christmas fair. Um, I think anybody that listens to this podcast knows that we are rather non-traditional in many ways. Um, So I need to uh, fully, fully throw that out there that this is my list not the list so all those heckly listeners out there can just calm themselves down and know that there are other christmas movies out there but for my number five movie a uh, a favorite of mine and it wouldn't be a mark list without a dan Aykroyd movie so i've got to go with trading places the dan Aykroyd eddie murphy classic Okay, when he said Dan Aykroyd, you had me worried again, and all I could think about was nothing but trouble, but goddamn. Okay, yes, Trading Places, fantastic movie, uh, Christmas season for sure. And with your mic, I mean, just turn it up a little bit, because I want to have that laser beam focused towards this movie. Tell me a little bit about more of your background and origin of this movie and why it's on your list. So this movie originally, uh, I don't remember when I first saw it but I know that it has been, I've, I own it like seven different ways because whenever <laughs> somebody's like, Oh, let's watch a Christmas movie. And I'm like trading places. It is the quintessential eighties comedy with possibly the dirty and bougiest Santa ever. Never saw Santa eat smoked salmon out of his beard before. Um, it, it just such a great movie um, where in the end, the good guys win. And isn't that, you know, just it, just it, everybody's looking good. Everybody's feeling good. Very true. And I I loved the awful stereotypes on the train during the little heist. Uh, (laughs) It's one of my favorites. And I'm pretty sure that uh, one of my buddies who listens uh, did plenty of those impersonations uh, when we were in junior high. No one else got those references except for me because I'm the only other child that watched that movie. But yeah, Merry New Year. This movie has everything from uh, uh, um, Eddie Murphy doing all of these random Eddie Murphyisms to uh, Statler and Waldorf, but in real people. Uh, uh, you've got a train heist. You've got uh, a, a, a flip flop. You've got uh, random Barry White looking motherfuckers. I mean, this movie has everything. Swedish meatballs too, from uh, Austria. Oh, uh. <laughs> so so great. A very good cast. Uh, yeah. All right. So I will say that I've been giving Dan Aykroyd some hate on our previous episodes. Um, in my opinion, rightfully so. But this movie was pretty damn good. He was good in it, and yeah, I cannot say a bad thing about that pick and you know what it honestly slipped my mind because i just think it's one of the best comedy movies i don't think of it as the typical christmas movie but hey that's all right 
it's it's a good one. Love it. Love it. And I'm glad that you called out Jamie Lee Curtis and Swedish meatballs as well. Good job. So, Dan, what's your number five? My number five, I'm going to go with a sentimental pick. And normally, well, let me get the disclaimer out there. You and I both know that I'm not huge into holidays. And my upbringing was anything but the traditional childhood that you would see from your classmates or even just on television and movies. But you took Christmas vacations. Yeah, I did take Christmas vacation. So I was lucky. I was very fortunate. But um, one of the things that I really enjoyed seeing was It's a Wonderful Life. And during the holidays, back when they would play it like 24-7 all the time. And then whatever happened to that? I mean, I would still watch it now, but I don't really know what happens to that and why they just stop playing it on every single station 24 hours a day during the Christmas season, probably because they realized, oh shit, we're playing it on every station 24 hours a day. Because it's the most fucking depressing Christmas movie I've ever seen. What is the character doing in that movie? Why is he reflecting on his life? Oh, because he fucking tried to kill himself. Yeah, but you know what? I even when I was younger, I didn't really feel like it was that downer of a movie. And so if a and many children never thought about that, right? They never really thought about, oh, wow, this guy's going to off himself because they didn't realize he was offing himself. They (laughs) missed the beginning because it was just playing on a loop on cable. And they came in. Oh, oh, an angel. Oh, bells. God. God damn it, Clarence. But yeah, it, it was a, I, I liked the movie. Um, I did actually see a play at Drury Lane in Oak Brook. The uh, very first time I ever seen a live action play. Um, and I enjoyed it. They did a little bit of, they were ahead of their time. They did a little bit of gender swapping and race swapping for the angel of Clarence. It was an African-American lady named Clara. And she was dynamite, show stealer. Uh, And that's probably one of the reasons as to why I like It's a Wonderful Life because of that particular play. I wish I knew what that actor's name was, but yeah, she was fantastic. It made me appreciate the movie even more because of the way that it was portrayed on stage. But that's it. That's my number five. I think I've gotten older. I've appreciated that movie more. So respect very traditional, very safe. That's about all traditional you're going to get from me mm. in this episode. Mm. <laughs> well, well, I'm sorry. The normal American tradition, you're going to get the Dan tradition in this episode. So you okay. will see what my, what my Christmas was like based off of these movies. Okay. So is it my turn? Is number four yeah. for me? Rock on. So, so Uh, number four number five were very difficult for me and the number i I chose number four because it is very centralized on the days leading up to christmas it's got an amazing cast of characters that have uh, um, played in multiple areas and and made us laugh in the 80s and 90s um some of them didn't make it past the 80s and 90s but I am talking about the um, the classic, oh, classic, God. classic, classic Arnold Schwarzenegger Christmas movie, Jingle All the Way. Wow. Ballsy pick with uh, the Terminator coming in at number four for Christmas. I mean, you've got Phil Hartman. You've got Sinbad. You've got Tom Hanks's wife. I mean, <laughs> hey, wait a second. Get better than that. Rita Wilson, put some respect on her name, for God's sake. (laughs) And you've got still a toy that I am trying to get a hold of. Still. Still. The problem is I won't pay more than 20 bucks for a Turbo Man. I'm sorry. I just can't can't do it. But that's like one of those things that me and my wife have agreed. When I find the right one in the box, it will be part of our yearly Christmas decor that's just going to sit on a shelf somewhere in the house (laughs) only from like, you know, November to January, my son's going to be like, 
Why can't I open Turbo Man? Be like, it's not for you. No, no, you no. can't open it. No, you ruined Christmas. No, Turbo Man. Um, so I just recently watched that movie this year, and it wasn't during Christmas time, but you know, my my son was on an Arnold Schwarzenegger kick because I started to let him watch. I, I brought him up the same way I did. I let him start <laughs> watching Terminator and uh, the action movies like Commando and Predator and everything. So naturally, you know, he saw Jingle all the way. I was like, you know what? Actually, I've never seen this, buddy. We'll, we'll take a look and watch it. And it's entertaining. I mean, my Arnold Schwarzenegger is him kicking ass, taking names and riddling people with dozens and dozens of bullets but i mean at the end he has a jetpack he has a jetpack as turbo man he he does save the day he does Uh, you know what he doesn't save jake lloyd's career yeah that's right young luke skywalker did this movie first and now we all hope that he's doing okay you know he wasn't that bad in this movie he was okay he was um but yeah yeah, yeah, no. Jim Belushi makes an appearance. Like, such a quality cast. Uh, so a, good. A red heat. Uh, <laughs> red no, heat a, a reunion. reunion. A red heat reunion. <laughs> oh, I, I I think that um, Sinbad being such a big guy, like, in general, this was one of the few, like, movies where, like, they could still get physical like and push each other around and it was believable because Sinbad's built like a fucking middle linebacker yeah at least height and width wise um some of the width goes throughout no no he played a football player in unnecessary roughness he did with with one scott bacula from quantum leap fame (laughs) kathy ireland as well Mm -hmm. no jingle all the way definitely definitely a wonderful christmas movie no disappointments there and kind of ahead of its time because this was just the start of the crazy christmas people and it continued for many as somebody who has survived multiple retail black fridays i know how these people are and it's very it's 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 true it's true. I wonder, did this start the, did the actual real life occurrences happen and this movie took it from that? Or did this inspire those Black Friday, just like go nuts, beat the shit out of people, so shopping sprees? This came out in 96. So it was, it was while it was still going on, right? Like I remember all the videos of like, new Nintendo stuff coming out or, or whatever. And people running over each other to get through the place. And oh, I need that hundred, but it still went on. It went on until, uh, you know, until they invented Amazon and cyber Monday. And now it's finally kind of calmer, but like I, my mom was a big fan of that. I used to have to wait in those lines sometimes and then go work it. Yeah. But me too. That, man. Is, that is one thing that uh, I don't miss. And that I, uh, I do try to every year go to at least one store on Black Friday, but I go later in the day. I go later in the day because I like to see all the crushed joy of these mm-hmm. workers and remember being in their shoes and then go home, have a cup of cocoa and appreciate my corporate drone job. No, I'm not a corporate drone, but I appreciate my nine to five, baby. Love it. Yeah, I, I would uh, I would agree with that. Well, let's let's go on to my pick, and that pick is one of my only movies that I would put in quotes a kid movie that I saw in theaters multiple times. Ooh. Now I will throw it out there: it was multiple times at R.I.P. Bremen Theaters in Tinley Park. And so it was like a dollar fifty max as to what we were paying to go watch this movie. But it starred a little actor, you may know him, Macaulay Culkin, and it is the original Home Alone. Saw it twice in theaters. Actually, I think it was three times. And it was just so much fun. The reasoning as to why I really enjoyed it is because there was action, albeit 
cheesy action, but violence in the movie. And for me, to enjoy any type of movie, there needed to be violence. So that's why Home Alone is my number number four pick on this list. Violence. Hmm. Oh man, I I I I can't complain about Macaulay Culkin. Um. Yeah, I, I I don't know what to say other than I understand. And though that movie is not on my list, um, I appreciate it. Well, I, I mean, being a kid around that time, it was really cool to see, like, well, what would you do if you were just left alone for the holidays? And this kid lived it up. Now, Home Alone 2, I will say he lived it up a little bit better in New York City, but this one was still great. He and he was a boss. He wasn't scared. And, you know, like this is my house. I have to defend it. And then he just fucking threw out his Legos, a bowling ball, a goddamn blowtorch, for God's sake, or something like that. And, you know, paint cans. There was just shenanigans all over the place. And who doesn't love violent shenanigans from an eight year old against two grown men convicts? I mean, Joe Pesci. Yeah. Daniel Stern from Wonder Years fame. I mean, come on. Who knew the Wonder Years guy was a creep? Yeah. Yeah. But that's it, man. I I do still enjoy that movie. And my kids really got into the series. And um, yeah, it's it's on my list. What about you? What's your next pick? Um, My number three pick uh, is is going to um have some level of support for home alone uh, um i believe the director of home alone is the writer of uh or, or wrote on um this this movie but the most random back alley christmas present ever given in the 1980s was a mogwai and my number three is Gremlins. Such a great movie. Such an underrated cast. Um, yeah, no. Who knew your Christmas present could destroy your favorite little hometown? Very cute. I mean, who didn't want a gizmo? Adorable. Adorable. Deep, deep cut. Do you know who voiced gizmo? No. Howie Mandel. Oh, you know what? I did know that. Yeah, I just if Howie Mandel doesn't scream Christmas. I don't know what does. Yeah, yeah, and that and, is pretty awesome. And Phoebe Cates, just just amazing. Before she how retired, is, how was it that Phoebe Cates was like sex object in Fast Times, and then she goes to being like this, you know, girl next door, like average i mean not even i don't want to say below average in terms of looks but they really downplayed her looks in the movie can you downplay a phoebe cates yeah like i feel like you're just they gave her like the worst haircut i mean i i have nothing bad to say about phoebe cates ever (laughs) i'm not saying i'm just saying they really downplayed apologist Oh man, it, it's just. Uh, but yeah, that that was a fun movie. And th- let me ask you: Were you scared at any point during that movie? I think it's more like the jumpy stuff, like gets me from now on. But not like under the bed scared. You know, you know it's yeah. fake, but it's definitely fun. It's there... a fun movie. The the this is the probably the best like stop motion claymation movie of that era right because there was like creatures or critters and all that there was like a a rash of these movies that came out with very similar little not quite muppets but not quite puppets kind of things um that were meant to be scary and there was definitely a a a drastic um difference between the mogwai and the and, and the gremlins but uh i just i just loved it i loved this movie and it was one of those movies like it, it, you, you didn't see it a lot on TV. You had to like find it. 
definitely one of those great video store movies to put on in the background. Yeah. Um, because it's still, it's still, you know, uh, not a, I don't think it's an R rated movie. Is it? I don't recall. I remember it being a little bit edgy though. Uh, Cause I thought at first it was going to be like a kid's movie, but it, there was some, you know, surprising scenes in there, but also the ratings at that time were very loose in comparison yeah. today. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But in general, definitely love this movie. Uh, uh, love the cast. And the thing about the cast is a lot of them are not good in anything else. Like Zach Galligan. What do you see Zach Galligan in except Gremlins and Gremlins 2? Yeah. Uh, much like Home Alone, another sequel in New York that's amazing. That was a good. I just recently watched that. And was that during Christmas, the second no, one? Not a Christmas movie. Okay. Still includes Phoebe Cates, though. Does. It so does. it's a little but, present, but not a Christmas movie. I will say that that movie was. I, I thought it was better than the first one. But funny thing, I stumbled upon something on YouTube where it's like a, a reenactment of how the Gremlins 2 pitch meeting went. And it is phenomenally hilarious. You should definitely check it out because it is over the top. And you're like, no way this really happens. Like, yep, it really happened at this pitch meeting. And that's why that movie is so over the top and so ridiculous. I mean, that's like, sounds like something we're going to link in the comments and, and let our, let our listeners get a look at. I'm just going to link another episode of our show. That's ah, what I'm gonna do. I love that's it. That's what I'm, I'm going to say. It's, check out Merry this Christmas awesome video. You. Yeah. Check out this awesome video. And it's just another one of our episodes. Yeah. yeah. You know what? You know what it should be? <laughs> You know what it should be, right? Samaritan. Yeah. It, I mean, well, I'm giving in the Christmas season. It is. Yeah. And that is one of our most viewed and listened to uh, it's a, uh, episodes. It's a, a family friendly, lovely, positive, happy review. Yes. Yes. All right. So I, I had a little bit of trouble picking my number three, but I'm going to go against what you would think that i would go with but my number three is bad santa billy bob thornton freaking hilarious just inappropriate but perfect for the season at the same time the first one the first one okay. mad respect to bernie mac yes r.i.p john ritter too fantastic in that movie true 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 underrated um, due to its not family-friendly nature, but definitely a solid movie. I think I saw that in the theater. Oh, gosh. I have watched that so many times and quoted it with uh, some of my old work friends, uh, the same work friends that I had at the job that I really hated or made me hate the holidays. And oddly enough, we would quote Bad Santa all the mm. time. Wow. But That's, very, very fun. It's a, Just It's an and, American classic, that movie. Yes, yes. Because don't most Americans want to rob a shopping mall? And don't most Americans rob shopping malls? Not anymore. Shopping malls have nothing in them except old people walking. Some type of mall, whether it's a strip mall, you know, that they'll. it's one of the most common things that people rob is strip malls, shopping malls, things like that. Smash and grab it. No, you got no. it. You got it. But I, I want to talk just a, a few more seconds about that particular movie because it combined pretty much everything that I want to see in a movie. You've got crude humor. You've got, uh, at the time, uh, a cute, chubby, fat kid Thurman Merman that was just so gross but so lovable <laughs> it's so Thurman lovable Merman. Thurman Merman your name is Thurman oh. <laughs> Thurman Merman and how oh. stupid that kid is but at the same time it's just it's the innocence that you're like wow what a nice kid you know yeah you've got you know your grandma is She's got a couple of screws loose and no one's taking care of you. But at the same time, you're so nice to take in this mall Santa and you believe you have faith, you have conviction, Thurman Merman. 
And yeah. Wow. Such a great movie. Thurman Merman might be the best name of anything. At, wow. You know who Thurman Merman reminds me of in a lot of uh, in a lot of cases? Do you know that um, that comedian who's uh, also has a frenetic name? Are you talking about? <laughs> yes, I'm talking about. Oh, my gosh. What's uh, the name? What's the name? I, I can't. I picture her. Fortune it- Fesmer. Feemster, 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 Fortune Feemster. Whatever, whatever. Yeah. I, I, I was trying to get you to say it, so yes. I didn't say it wrong. Yes, Um. Oh my gosh, she's hilarious. She she's is hilarious. hilarious. And probably has a good sense of humor about this specific reference. Wouldn't it be I, crazy if like we were the, well, you specifically. Yeah, you were the, the only, only person. <laughs> I'm the only one that sees it. And now there's going to be a Instagram beef with our podcast and Fortune Feesmer. Let's Fenster. Feemster. Feemster. <laughs> is this is this the bit now? Or you're just gonna continue? <laughs> I, I don't know. No, Dan Aykroyd, still the bit. Oh my gosh. Uh yeah. But Thurman Merman, uh probably one of my most top rated Christmas characters out of all movies. Mm. Lovable. 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 Let's go back down that list. What do you got for number two? Uh, speaking of lovable, um, my number three was a movie that contained puppets. My number two movie is one that contains Muppets. And that is Muppet Christmas Carol. By far my favorite kid-friendly Christmas movie. The soundtrack is unbeatable. The Muppets are uh, just joyous. And you get like Michael Caine kills this movie acting to Muppets. There's no other people in the movie. Just Muppets. No one and does he, it better than Michael Caine. No, he just kills it. Kills it. My second favorite Ebenezer Scrooge. Who's your favorite Muppet? Oh, that's such a... It, I mean, it depends. It depends on the thing. I, 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 I You got your Kermit the, the all-American favorite. You've got Sweetums, the Muppet outfit that I think I could fit in. And then you've got Statler and Waldorf, by far the the, the comic relief of the group uh, that I appreciate uh, very much like in Trading Places with, with those guys. And uh, Marley and Marley, probably the best song in A Muppet Christmas Carol. So recently, I just, when I say recently, like, two hours, three hours ago, uh, there is a new show on Disney plus, and maybe it might be, I don't know if it's a year old or so, but like, um, something about like judging snow or ice sculptures and Kermit the frog is in it. And Mm. dude, Kermit doesn't sound the same. Like I could do a better Kermit than the guy whoever's doing Kermit right now. Cause Kermit sounds just like every other Muppet. Yeah, there's, um, I don't know who's doing him now, but he was originally Jim Henson and then like Steve Whitmire took over. Steve Whitmire was the Kermit the Frog in 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 Muppet's Christmas Carol and a lot of the Muppet movies. But I, I, all those guys are in their like late 60s, mid 70s now, right? Like Frank Oz, the voice of Miss Piggy is 78. Still you, you, doing his thing. Still, still doing, doing it. Thing. Still loving Frank Oz. Amazing. Also, Frank Oz is in at least two of my top five movies, Trading Places and Muppet Christmas Carol. Um, and I think he might be in number one. I'm going to have to look that up. But um, in, in general, um, love me some Frank Oz. Um, who is English? Or no, he was born in England. He's American. Either way. Um Frank Oz is in it. All these, all the great Muppets, all the best Muppets, and even the random Muppets. But you can't, you can't do anything without Muppets, in my opinion, for Christmas. It's just wonderful. Just happy times. And if you want a YouTube video 
to go out there and watch. For those of you in the audience who have watched Ted Lasso, which I know doesn't include you, Dan, even though I've tried to force you to do it multiple times. Brett Goldstein, who plays um, one of the one of the main characters in that, um, he's here, he's there, he's every fucking where. Roy Kent uh, in Ted Lasso did a one man show of Muppet Christmas Carol from start to finish for charity one year. He's a comedian. He's English. He's amazing. And he just fucking went for it. And I was all about it. All right. Well, cool. I do enjoy me some Muppets. Um, I was a big fan of Muppet Babies when I was younger. Uh, Probably. It might even trump the actual Muppet movies, in my opinion, because they did such a a great job of incorporating a lot of you know pop culture and movie culture into those episodes but yeah can't hate on the muppets little piece of trivia you cannot get the og muppet babies on anything but vhs because all of those pop culture references and clips from shows and things are a licensing nightmare and they can't get it disney Mm is actually getting sued based on their new version of the Muppet Babies that tried to recreate the magic but failed. Mm. Yeah, Muppet I did. Babies VHS is hot commodity. I, I have watched a few of those. Uh, and yeah, they're cute and everything. But yeah. Although Nanny in the new one must be a smoke show. You got a young Nanny in there. So compared to... Uh, old granny socks nanny before they got a young nanny in the new Muppet in the Christmas episode they gave her the old nanny socks oh did they really (laughs) yeah they did they did I tried to get my son to watch it he was not interested and I agreed with him so we Uh, went back to Muppet Christmas Carol fair enough fair enough all right I guess that brings me up to number two number two all right so number two for me and funny little backstory is that you know that there are some jobs that you hate. And this goes back to one of those jobs that I really, really did not enjoy. Uh, Enjoyed the people, didn't really enjoy the actual job itself. But then again, even some of those people, not so great. But one thing that we did do, probably illegally, uh, and I think that was actually brought to our attention one time by a customer, I don't know why, but we would play this movie for... I, I guess, you know, exhibition, I guess you should say, like as, as it was on the TV as people would be coming in. And I've never seen the movie before until working there. And it's just a, an interesting movie about trying to find yourself venturing off to a new land, not knowing anyone and adventures and ridiculousness occur. And it can't be anything but the Will Ferrell classic, John Favreau directed, Elf. Such a goddamn funny movie. And I, was, I wasn't a big Will Ferrell fan. I always thought he was over the top and just too much on Saturday Night Live. I didn't think he was that funny. And then I watched this movie and his portrayal of Buddy the Elf and the, you know, all the different types of scenarios that he finds himself in i'm talking about going to the um, as it macy's that he goes to and then the lady's offering him fruit spray and then he just sprays in his mouth fruit spray <laughs> just hilarious to me so many funny things and getting hit by a, a taxi like right off the bat <laughs> and the then just say don't stop sorry Sorry, he apologizes for getting hit by a car and then he walks off. But Will Ferrell, uh, James Kahn, RIP, uh, previous, previously a friend of the podcast. Uh, but James Kahn, <laughs> James Kahn, awesome in that movie. It was really good to see him and his back and forth, Will Ferrell. And uh, so good, so good. Mary Steenburgen. Cup of coffee. <laughs> Congratulations, you did it. Oh, God. But we would play that nonstop throughout the Christmas season. And I just liked it even more and more and would catch something new every time. 
And you know what would bring a, a nice smile to my face, even after dealing with those ridiculous demands and all of those crowds, uh, someone would come in, they would hear the theme from Elf, and they would sing along to it. And I'm just like, good for you. Yeah, that's right. You're probably humming along right now. I see you bopping to the left <laughs> and to the right. But yes, uh, just happiness and fun and uh, just silliness all across the board for that movie. Elf. So many good quotes. So yeah. many. Uh, this movie plays in my house all the time. It might be my wife's favorite Christmas movie. It's either that or Love Actually, both of which are on constant rotation. Um, I have to fight to get other stuff in there. <laughs> uh, one of those movies that we own on multiple medias. I left it off my list because I wanted to make it a mark list. And though I do appreciate Elf, and it was one of my underrated or, or, or uh, Johnny Come Lately conversation movies. Uh, I love it. Absolutely. And hot take. Blonde Zoe Deschanel, superior to brunette Zoe Deschanel. I won't say, I won't agree with you 100%. I mean, she was super attractive in that in that movie. But you know what was, you know what really made her more attractive? Was her singing. I don't that, disagree. That was like, who's that actress? What's her name? Like, yeah, and you're like, oh, is Zoe Deschanel? Huh? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, wait a second. She looks completely different. Uh, but I think I like, I prefer the dark hair. But you know what? That singing can win me over even if she was a hideous troll. A hideous troll like Bob Newhart. No, no. We <laughs> love Bob Newhart. Such an underrated old school TV show. Bob Newhart. Another oh. previous uh, fan and friend, yeah, of, friend the of the podcast. Friend yeah. of the podcast. Bob <laughs> Everyone. Everybody. Everybody. You guys just don't know. You know, we've got mm. connections. Yeah, yeah, no. Those, that, uh, those have actually been taken down by Spotify. <laughs> They've been flagged for being too awesome. Oh, man. So let's uh, hit me with that number one, man. So that what number one, uh, um, I've noticed a trend in my in my uh, my number one and my number two. They're very Dickensy. Um, they may tell the same story. Oh, no. Um, but they may have possibly the most underrated performance and most, maybe not most 80s. Like, there's a, there's a tie for most 80s Christmas movie ever. But this one, because it's Christmas-based from top to bottom, wins for me the Bill Murray classic, Scrooged. I just saw this the other night. I, first time ever. I just saw this what? the other night. Yeah. First time ever? I was never much for a Bill Murray-led movie. With the exception of Groundhog Day. That movie's fantastic. Not to say that this one isn't, but, but it's no Groundhog Day. I mean, this is directed by one of your favorite directors, Dick Donner of Superman and Lethal Weapon fame, another Christmas classic by Dick Donner with Bill Murray aside, Karen Allen, Bobcat Goldthwait. I mean, so many great, great Robert Mitchum. Uh, just just such a great movie for me. Um, hilarious. Um, Bill Murray uh just 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 kills it all of the 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 um the 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 ghosts of christmas past are there and it's so 80s it's not even funny i mean you can't forget that lee majors the six million dollar man is. is also in it he is robert goulet i mean come on he was a naked gun he was that's <laughs> a very good call out oh man um yeah, I, I can't. I, you know what? I cannot give a good enough opinion on that movie uh, because I just recently watched it and I was because it was my son's request to watch it for our, our dinner movie. That and I was kid, thinking that kid's getting getting <laughs> smart. He must get it from his mama. I was thinking that it's like, I don't know if you're going to like this, buddy, but 
yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting movie to say the least. But hey, if it has fond Christmas memories, who am I to judge? Carol Kane as the 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 ghost of Christmas present is amazing. Um, yeah, no, his he all the Murray brothers are in it. I was gonna um, ask, like, because I saw Murray a few names in um, in the credits. Were those were actual brothers? Brian Doyle Murray and John Murray. Yeah, oh those are the Murray brothers. Wow. One played his brother, and one played uh, um, his dad. That's weird, huh? Yeah, yeah, but I mean, Brian Doyle Murray has been in most Bill Murray movies in some uh, some way. I mean, he's he's a consummate '80s actor. He was also in. Uh, uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. He was the boss. Yeah, yeah. I didn't put that. Like he looks way different now. So like I'm looking at a recent picture of him, and yeah, it's uh, interesting, interesting. But this this movie for me, I could watch it repeatedly, quote it all the time, quote it with me. I've never loved a woman enough to give her seven sharp knives before. <laughs> there are some some funny quotes in there and it's, it's very bill murray and, and i'm curious as to how much of that was the writing and how much of it was him just riffing well there was so the writers on the movie um mitch glazer who wrote um you know not a lot but some decent things he wrote a lot of stuff for bill he wrote wrote on um lost in translation but then the other writer was michael o'donohue who's an snl writer um for a lot of years and a national lampoon magazine writer uh there's great writers on there but you've got to think that that with this group you just kind of let them riff i mean this is the height of bill murray just riffing off things and i guarantee some of that shit is not what was on the page. Yeah. The the cast pumped this movie up tenfold. And the music from it may sound familiar, all you Batman and Tim Burton fans, because Danny Elfman even did the soundtrack. This Danny? is one of those so many good people worked on it. It's great. I mean, Elfman did everything and he still kind of does a lot of stuff if i'm not mistaken but yeah okay impressive roster of of talent on that movie are you aware of his um his previous job before he was a film composer Uh, oingo boingo baby oingo boingo i mean one of the things that i definitely remember is oingo boingo and uh the rodney dangerfield classic back to school fantastic Fantastic movie. Oh. I don't know. I, I might just want to go out and do a triple indie right now. That's what I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> that just reminds me of the, the, the episode where Roddy Dangerfield's on The Simpsons. Hey, Dad. Huh? <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a good one. Every Everything with him is just uh, such a talent. Such a talent. And uh, yeah. If he was around when we started the podcast, he would be a friend of the podcast also. Yeah, no, no. <sighs> All right. So uh, I will I will talk about my number one, and it might surprise you. I so don't this think it's one, going to surprise me, but... this It may surprise you. Uh, so this one is really centered around friendship and family, and um, there's a lot of touching moments in it. And so it really, it played a part in my Christmas tradition. Um, I remember when I was younger, probably about six or so, uh, from my earliest memory, uh, we would go out to midnight mass and uh, I'm sorry, we would, we would rent a movie prior to, but then we go out to midnight mass and then come back, watch this particular movie. Then after the movie, we would open up Christmas presents on Christmas Eve. And it was just, you know, I kind of make fun of the fact that, you know, I I didn't have like the typical childhood. But this is one of those things that was a nice Christmas tradition that we had. A movie about friendship, family. 
and shooting motherfuckers with all the bullets. I'm talking about not what you think, but Lethal Weapon, starring Danny Glover and Mel. I'm too crazy Gibson, but goddamn, that guy was a handsome looking man when he was younger, and and all the women wanted him. But yes, Lethal Weapon, Christmas movie. I mean, the the movie starts off with. Well, actually, the movie starts off with a hooker jumping off the roof. But the next scene is they're in a Christmas tree lot. So, yeah, it's Christmas, man. Christmas movie. Christmas joy. But I will say that movie is all about friendship. It comes full circle at the end. It does. It does. It does. It does. And you know what? I'm not too old for that shit. Good. Good. Because... I am going to continue watching that movie all the time. And uh, my wife actually made, made the comment this year is like, are you going to let him watch lethal weapon this year? (laughs) And I was like, maybe, I don't know. Maybe we will. Uh, We tried to, um, I think it was last year, but he fell asleep before we even put the DVD in the, in the player. So. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, So I wanted to, say just about that movie right because it's my number one uh yeah true story we would rent that movie at movie mania in tinley park which has been gone for like 30 years now but rent that movie go out to midnight mass sometimes we would go to olympic star afterwards after mass Ooh, olympic star yeah yeah and then come back put the movie on and you know, open up Christmas presents, but yeah, such fun times. And we would rent it. Um, actually, I'm, I think I'm lying. I think, I, no, no, no. Well, depending on how many days the rental was, I can't remember if it was like a one or a two day rental at the time, but we would rent it strategically. So that way we knew that they were closed on Christmas. So we would have the movie for another day. And so we would watch it probably a couple of times over the Christmas. And we did that for like maybe five or six years because I kept on saying, Hey, can we rent lethal weapon again? And so we would do it. When did they break down and buy it? Oh, we never bought the movie. <laughs> we just kept renting it over and over again. Oh, uh, man. I bought the movie on like a, a single DVD, all four movies on the, on the disc. $5 Walmart special, baby. It was. Yeah. Something like that. But fantastic. Loved them. Loved every single one of them. And that's what Christmas was in the part-time Avengers household. I mean, those are 10 Christmas movies that if you watched in a Christmas season, all the joy. All all the violence. All of it. All the bullets. I mean, I'm not (laughs) going to say I'm upset. I'm not going to say I'm upset about it. Yeah. I'm not going to say I'm upset. Fantastic. Fantastic. So, well, we we talked. So those are our top rated movies. And I think that Danny's eager to get to other movies that people have rated highly that we do not believe deserve that rating. And we're going to call those overrated Christmas presents. Overrated. Not to say that they're bad, but they are overrated mark why don't you go ahead and go first with one of your overrated picks my top overrated christmas movie pick is charlie brown christmas Hmm. just shut up charlie brown christmas it's like 20 minutes of some poor ass kids trying to buy a, a fucking christmas tree and they want a plastic one like they bully the shit out of this kid this is the kid that ends up just freaking out one day. Like, stop bullying Charlie Brown and be nice. Fair enough. Fair enough. I do like that. And I do I do love the music from Charlie Brown Christmas. But yeah, I could see where, where that would come into play. My overrated pick is... And... Uh, I have a hard time saying this just because the fact that like it's such a classic, right? But Miracle on 34th Street. 
pick any of them. I don't care. The new one, the older one, whatever. But overrated, in my opinion. And I was always upset when I would see that. Like, I think there was a time where It's a Wonderful Life and Miracle on 34th Street were on loop 24-7 on different channels. And I was always pissed off when I would see that movie on loop all the time and not It's a Wonderful Life. So in my opinion, overrated. The guy's a phony that, you know, you can mess around with real estate and getting different houses for people. So phony, sorry, don't buy it. Yeah, I've got to say that the original is much heralded. When the 1994 remake of the movie uh, um, is better uh, and, and one of the actors in it is um is uh um dylan mcdermott uh maybe try again maybe try again um though shout out to richard attenborough you know sir richard attenborough friend of the podcast yes um the first night the first night to be a friend of the podcast yeah yeah first night um you know mara wilson was in it uh, but uh, I mean, she'd already done her good stuff at that point. Um, she was better in uh, what's it called, Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah, uh, no, anything no. with Matilda? Robin the... Williams. You never seen Matilda? What the? All right, with that's the Danny wrong DeVito? question to ask me. Oh. That's the wrong question oh. to ask me. But oh. Mrs. Doubtfire, one hundred percent, all the way. That's the only role she needs to live by. <laughs> that oh. uh, just give her the royalty checks off of that. I'm not against it. Um, but yeah, no, I, I agree that, that 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 of the traditional Christmas movies, by far one of the the most overrated. Do you want to throw if, another overrated, or do you want to go underrated? Let's go underrated. I have let's... one more overrated that I'd like to throw out there. So it wasn't a question. You should have just done it. Man. Well, I just want to see if you wanted to or not. <laughs> well, I, I could, I could, you. I could give you another overrated. I got one more, and I just have a beef with this movie because they say it's a christmas movie but danny alfman says differently during the chorus uh, um so the nightmare before christmas get the hell out of here with that shit it's a halloween movie oh by the way it's my it wife is. there's a song and- that says this is halloween this is halloween it's during, a halloween movie uh i think it was during our hocus pocus episode or, or something one of them uh immediately after she paused on the episode and said tell mark nightmare before christmas is a halloween movie <laughs> so, and i, I was like what i, I was know, in the middle I of work she's asking i was i was in the middle of work i was like what did you just say it's like i'm listening to your podcast tell him that it's a halloween movie <laughs> i was like okay well mark here you go yeah. and if she listens to this one she's gonna be like maybe, why did you say that <laughs> maybe that's why i think it's overrated but yeah maybe um, everybody says it's a christmas movie I agree with your wife that it's a Halloween movie. Get that shit out of here. Um, <laughs> though I will pick on any gas station attendant whenever I want. Because um, that girl's crazy. So for this uh, this overrated one, I had a hard time, um, you know, even just including this on the list. Uh, and this is going to be this is going to get some people upset, but Ooh. overrated. What I mean by that is it's held on such a pedestal for Christmas. There are memes. There are homemade crafts. And pretty. I'm pretty sure that someone's even put this out to market of like actual uh, countdowns to Christmas. And it involves a certain Hans Gruber falling from Yakutomi Plaza. Die hard. It's an overrated Christmas movie no. because... It's overrated because all those fucktards are talking about like, it's not Christmas until Hans Gruber falls over the Yakutomi Plaza. Like, get the fuck out of here. Get the I'm fuck out of here. It's, it's the Christmas ham and the Christmas roast. Get the fuck out of here. You do not need Die Hard for Christmas. I'm going to thoroughly disagree and, div- and, and tell you that Die Hard would have been number six on my list and fell to such a level because I thought it would be on yours. I thought Lethal Weapon was going to be Die Hard, and I am one of those fucktards that thinks Christmas cannot begin until Hans Gruber falls from Nakatomi Plaza. It's a good movie. 
It's a really good movie, but you know what? It's completely overrated for Christmas. And you, I, I bet you there are a bunch of people out there that don't even like the movie as much as I like the movie. And they're like, oh, they put like a Hans fucking Gruber shirt on and it's like, hey, you see my shirt? It's Christmas. Uh, now Christmas can begin. Like, get the fuck out of here. Get out of here. You can't even recite a single line from that movie other than the fact that you see Alan Rickman's face of look of surprise as he's dropping down. Or they'll say, what are you talking about? yippee Kaye, motherfucker. Like, yippee Kaye yourself out of this conversation because you don't know the movie. Yeah, show them the Rolex. <laughs> Hans, booby, I'm your white knight. <laughs> so come on, I could go all day long with this and you know I can. And I love that movie, but I will say it is overrated for Christmas. I am only going to give you that solely because of all of the hype has gone, has gone to a proportion where it's no longer, I'll agree that it's no longer connoisseurs and appreciators. Now it's, it's almost like it's almost too loved to where they're ruining it, but not for me. I still love it. It's still a Christmas movie for me. So do I, but it's like, it's like those, those younger kids wearing, Led Zeppelin or Nirvana t-shirts when you know goddamn well that they don't even know a song and they just bought yeah, the shirt from yeah, Target. No, You've never listened to MTV Live Unplugged in New York. Right. Take off your Nirvana shirt, you moron. Right. Oh my gosh. But yeah, like I said, good movie and probably the best Bruce Willis movie out of everything. And uh, yeah, but it's not on my list of Christmas because it wasn't my my Christmas it was always Lethal Weapon. Riggs and Murtaugh, my friend. Riggs and Murtaugh. Okay. So I, I, I'm, I'm giving you that, and I'm surprised I am. It's the Christmas season. It's the season of giving. I'm going to give you that one. But I'm glad that we clarified that it is still a much-loved Christmas movie and that the hype is the thing that's got you a little wrangled. 1,000%. on your naughty list. A bunch of posers out there thinking they okay. know Hans Gruber and John McClane. Okay. So talk to me about underrated. All right. So underrated is a surprising one for me. And I actually just talked about this at a a get together recently. Uh, I do not like Hallmark Christmas movies uh, or rom-coms all that much. There's a few of them that are okay. Um, And I don't really like Christmas movies. So you put all those three together and you're like, well, obviously this isn't going to hit the list, but There is a movie that came out, I believe it was last year, and there is a comedian, Jimmy O. Yang, and also Nina Dobrev uh, of Let's Be Cops fame, and also, I think she was in like Vampire Diaries or some some fucking show, I don't know what it was, but the movie's called Love Hard, it's on Netflix, it's a pretty fucking funny movie and the funny thing is about that movie is they talk about how die hard is like the best christmas movie and so that's one of the reasons why i liked it but also a prime example as to why people might think that die hard or that i think that die hard is overrated but love hard with nina dobrev and jimmy o yang it's a it's a chick flick rom-com type of thing and uh if you haven't seen it check it out it's it's a blend of that Hallmark Christmas movie along with a little bit of crude humor and just some feel good story. I'll put that on the list. Yeah. It's check it out, man. It's fun. I'll it's put fun that on the list. Not a lot of modern in my, in my area. What about um, you? What's a underappreciated movie? So for all the love that die hard and lethal weapon and Edward Scissorhands get, I know where you're going with this, I think. For being Christmas movies, nobody fucking remembers that Batman Returns is by far the best Tim Burton Christmas movie. Hands down, no arguments. Who? Why? Why don't we remember this? I don't think it was that great of a movie. It was good. It was fine. I don't think it was that great of a movie, though. Oh, disagree. I think with, uh, you know, there's a a few things with that movie that just kind of made it a little bit, not, not even too real, but like almost 
too comic-ish and real-ish, if that makes any sense. Because you've got Danny DeVito as the Penguin, which, God, thank God for Colin Farrell's portrayal of the Penguin, where no. they was... Yeah, no. I, I mean, that's what I think. Like, I I thought the the that accurate portrayal of the this is where comics don't translate into movies i mean take a look at batman and robin where mr freeze holy shit i love arnold but good god that does not translate over from comics to the big screen awful 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 but that's kind of in my head as to why i i'm fine with the Batman movies and Batman Returns was fine. Michelle Pfeiffer was amazing in that. I really liked her as Catwoman, but yeah, I mean, not my, not, I wouldn't even say it's underappreciated as a Christmas movie. It's just maybe even underappreciated as a Batman movie. That's what I would say. Perhaps, perhaps. I mean, when, when you can get all those great actors in it, um, I, I, I love the, the, the fact that, um, I love the fact that why is his name is Walken is so just like he blends into the movie. That's how eccentric the entire movie is. And that what that's what makes it great is that Christopher Walken seems normal. I I guess I wanted to see more Walkenisms in that movie. That's what I was. I I just needed more. No, no, (laughs) there's already enough. There's already enough over the top acting, but no, it's like, like we get all these other '80s movies, and nobody talks about Batman Returns. So great. I did want to say one other underappreciated movie, and it's a recent one. It has Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn in it, and it's the the Christmas Chronicles. Fun movie, and Kurt Russell did his best Elvis impression. And that guy is just a phenomenal actor and a phenomenal performer. American treasure. I just loved seeing, and and it was great to see Goldie Hawn in as Mrs. Claus. And just, uh, that was one of those movies to where it's like, hey, this is geared towards kids, but you know what? It has a little bit more for those who are of of older age. And so, yeah, I it made me appreciate a, a Christmas kids movie. So, yeah. I I could not agree more. Um, I've also got to give just a generalized shout out to all the OG Rankin and Bass stuff that we used to watch as kids. Definitely stuff I'm trying to introduce to my kid. And you talked about it in Batman and Robin, the year without a Santa Claus. Uh, uh, I'm Mr. White Christmas. Gotta love it. Gotta Uh, love it. It's so bad. It's great. It's, it is bad. That's for oh, sure. Oh, it is bad. Oh man, a lot of modern on your side there, buddy. Well, keep in mind that like I didn't watch a lot of Christmas movies when I was younger, and so now as we go through the Netflix queue and Amazon Prime queue and all that, and there's a lot more higher quality movies. And when you have people in that I'm interested in seeing. Like Jimmy O Yang, who I think is hilarious, uh, Kurt Russell as Santa Claus in a movie. Like, sign me up. Like, have him in any movie as whatever character. I'll probably want to watch it. So, I'm I'm all for that. And uh, I'm wondering if there are people out there that are older than us that just watch like Robert De Niro and Al Pacino movies, even though they're shit. Uh, just because they're in it, because they want to see that familiar actor, you know? So uh, I'm sure that's kind of what this falls into that category of just nostalgia is king. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. No, I, uh, I, I, for, for somebody who didn't watch a lot of um, old Christmas movies, I got one more for you. That's just a recommendation for you to watch. I don't want to talk about it to the group. But Steve Martin, it's called Mixed Nuts. I have heard about that movie. I Written by Nora Ephron of Sleepless in Seattle, My Blue Heaven, and When Harry Met Sally fame. Give it a, give it a watch. Give it a I'll watch. I'll check it out. 
and it's a Christmas movie. About. It is a Christmas movie. I'll check it out. It is a Christmas movie. Yeah, I'm just gonna leave it there. It's a Christmas movie. All right. Well, cool. Well, that is our top five Christmas lists, and uh, we hope that you will also enjoy in some of those movies. And if there's any ones that you think that we should check out, we would love to hear about it. Uh, this is about as festive as the part-time Avenger gets. And so um, I'm, I'm glad that I can talk about this stuff with, with you, Mark, and, uh, and share it with our listeners. And hopefully, you know, maybe we can get some people into that lethal weapon tradition or, or even for, for your list, maybe we should have people, you know, Instagram or real their uh, their viewing of the movies. We would love to see it, and then we'll we'll post it on ours. We'll share it. Share it all around, and and I will bust out some Rigton Murtaugh this Christmas uh, in in honor of uh, of of my podcasting partner, uh, uh, partner in crime. Uh, uh, wish everybody a, a happy holidays, Merry Christmas, uh, Happy Hanukkah. Uh, uh, however. Or, or with whoever you celebrate. I uh, hope you have just an amazing time and uh, you all sit down and watch a movie because we will. And we will catch you next time. Thanks for listening, everybody.